Welcome to the Jammin' Show. My name's Ben Villers, and I'm a fitness trainer, DJ, and MC here in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to my show. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Today's going to be a great episode. Episode number 50, Solutions to Fixing Back Pain. So overall, um, in my experience of training clients, right, there are usually just and mostly two common forms of back pain, okay? Back spasms and herniated and bulging discs. So the good news about both of these is that they are both very fixable. Um, and the key to this is having clarity in your routine and specifically selecting exercises with intention, with purpose that will help you solve the back problems. A lot of people are already doing the things that would help solve your back problems, but because they aren't being told by a professional, they're not being confirmed, they're not being reaffirmed that this is going to help you fix your back pain. They'll do it um, because they just are randomly doing it, and then they're going to go on and do other stuff of their preference but that isn't necessarily going to fix the back problems. When you have a back problem, you want to stream together routines that will help fix the back. And then strategically resting and letting that stimulus that you just induced on your body to heal itself back up and straighten out everything that you need. I've been able to fix backs for a few years now. And just to give you some reference, I have been training since 2014. I've been training, excuse me, I've been training clients since 2014, but I haven't been good at fixing back pain until I would say 2020, 2019, 2020. Okay. So the point of that is just because you're working with a trainer or you've been working out for a certain period of time doesn't mean you know how to fix specific things when working out, right? Just because someone is big and strong doesn't mean they know what they're doing towards specific goals. And I think that's just important for you to understand. Um, when getting advice from somebody. Okay. So overall, when it comes to fixing backs, and this really applies to back spasms, but really back spasms is the, is the result of a person creating an imbalance for themselves negligently over time based on their lifestyle. And because of this, you will develop back pains and back spasms because you don't realize some of the things that you're doing or what's causing this. And then you're not doing the specific routines to help alleviate the back 
pain. A lot of times people feel like they pulled something in their back. A back spasm very much so feels like a like like a pulled back in your in your lats or or something going on, but really it's just your deep psoas muscle freaking out, right? Because of the imbalances that you put into your body and the lifestyle that you're living in. That's not to take a shot at somebody. I mean, most people who are listening to this are Westerners, most people that I'm, I'm assuming. And Westerners are very spoiled, including myself. I mean, I enjoyed being spoiled. I think we all enjoy being spoiled. So being spoiled is great. But at the same time, it's not necessarily natural or organic. And we are human beings, which are born from, from, from nature, right? So there are things that are natural and not natural for our body. So I'm recording this podcast in a chair right now and sitting in a chair for a long period of time messes up your back. Even if you're sitting on your butt, because your psoas muscle, which is connected to your spine mid back connects all the way down to your hips, which is what I'm sitting on right now. So when I'm sitting on my butt at this exact moment, you're also pinching your psoas muscle. Um, you do this long periods of time. This is why your lower back can get achy. This is why you can get achy because your psoas is part of your back, which is connected from your spine to your butt. Right. And right now I'm sitting in an upright posture, right? People be like, oh, my back is upright. Well, you're so you're sitting on your psoas muscle. So you're pinching your back right now. Doing this for an extended period of time isn't good for us, right? But this isn't the problem. This isn't the main problem. It, part of the problem is people who actually think that just going to the gym and working out is going to fix this problem either. And they're only half right. So if you're someone who has a desk job and you're going to the gym to work out because you know, you're trying to be active, that's, you're heading in the right direction. You're for sure heading in the right direction, right? Um, but let me put this into perspective. So the first time I started getting back pains was in high school, right? Again, I was lifting heavy weights. Um, you, you would look at me and be like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing, right? And I'm working out for sports so I can be competitive, right? So the goal is for me to work out so I can be competitive playing football. Yet I was still not feeling 100%. Okay. So this is kind of equivalent to an adult doing the same thing. And I got really good at squatting, benching, deadlifting, power cleaning, and it all helped. And, and the lifting helped for football for sure. But I had a lot of back pains and my body was really, really achy. And if I can go back in time and use my brain to, to go about that same process, there are a lot of things I would have done differently. Um, and it would have been pretty tough to influence my, my coaching and my program. So I don't know if I would have been able to influence an entire program at that age, but if I was to take over the program, we would certainly be doing squats, deadlifting, benching, all of these things, but we'd be doing it right from the ground up. And 
they wouldn't be having back problems. So I think truthfully, I truthfully believe that if I took over a sports program right now, my program would be moving better than most programs. And I think this is the difference between elite programs and subpar programs. Like there are programs that are consistently good every year, every year. And there are programs that are not good every year. And the programs that are not good have great talent. So what's the deal? Why is great talent not winning in subpar programs and the mid-level talent is succeeding in top-tier programs? Part of it is because of the coaching and the understanding and how things work. Okay? So I believe I would be really fixing whatever program I got my hands on and building from the ground up and really tracking our progress, right? I, I brought this up because this is comparable to an adult, right? I was a young kid working out for a specific goal and purpose, yet I wasn't able to achieve the max of what I wanted because I wasn't feeling good in my body. And this is common with adults, right? So, to fix back spasms, right, you want to focus on a couple of things. You want to focus on having a strong core and abs. But what I mean by that is having a strong transverse abdominus. So this is your deep core muscles, okay? Learning how to breathe. Learning how to properly breathe um, when doing things. Bring a little note down. Stomach breathing, tummy breathing, not chest breathing, being able to really provide stability and core uh, stability um, to your core strength, right? So strengthening your transverse abdominus, learning how to properly breathe, working out your upper body with good form. So how to engage your posterior correctly, how to actually work out your chest correctly. Um, that is huge because a lot of people, and I'm guilty as well. When I was younger, I wasn't benching correctly or sure how to bench correctly. And, um, and I definitely wasn't sure how to engage my back correctly when I was younger as well. So that's super important. Not just working on your butt. So this is a huge misconception here. While having strong glutes, strong, well-rounded glutes is super important to your long-term goals of having a, a healthy back. In the mainstream, people are neglecting a specific part of the butt. And this is your lower glute maximus or lower gluteus maximus because most people don't do things from their toes um, and are not balancing out their workouts. So if you're constantly doing heel strike, if you're trying to squat and deadlift with shitty range of motion, um, if you are always doing abductions and lateral stuff for your glutes, um, you're, you're literally going to continue to suffer with back pains. A really easy fix is targeting your lower glute maximus as well. 
right? You do this through walking on your toes, doing glute bridges on your toes, doing um, squats on your toes, doing things on your toes, um, uh, proper isometrics on exercises. These are all great ways to target your lower glute maximus. In addition, your inner quad, your vastus medialis. This is the pointy quad muscle that runs on the inside part of your knee. You can see it on everyone who's got a really strong vastus medialis, your inner quads, but this inner quad muscle, this pointy part of your knee, if you look at your knee right now, if you've got great definition in your quads, it's the, so if you're looking at your left leg, it's the right part of your quad that connects to the internal part of your kneecaps. Okay. Um, this part of the knee is super important. So if you're just squatting regular, um, if you're wide stance squatting, if you're walking on your heels, if you're doing just regular leg extensions, regular leg presses, if you're doing all of these leg exercises without modifying a couple things so that you're not targeting, so that you're targeting your inner quads, or you're not doing specific other exercises that target your quad, your inner quads, this is going to also screw up your back, right? So I just named you multiple things that are going to screw up your back if they're not fixed. So, um, and I'm not even done, right? Just a refresher. So your transverse abdominis, right, needs to be strengthened. This is done by planks, um, uh, quite a few isometric exercises, Okay. Um, learning how to breathe correctly, stomach breathing, engaging our core, properly doing upper body exercises, working on our lower glute maximus, working on our inner quads. And then lastly, having quality movement. So that means having quality range of motion in our ankles, having good feet, right? Your feet are just sensors. They, they really are just sensors. So socks and shoes block the sensors from, from doing its job. So those mixed signals can cause problems up, down, up the chain, right? It starts from the feet and chains all the way up to the brain. So making sure your feet and your ankles are quality and making sure your movements and your, and your stiffness is better. So Common times you wake up stiff are when you wake up in the morning, after a long day of work, before you get nervous to do something, before you compete. These are all times you get stiff. So making sure you're loose and not stiff and not tense is going to be huge to relieving your back. Okay. Um, these are, that was a really big macro explanation of that. Um, Let's see here. Most most of the time, back pain, so doesn't. Okay. So looking at my notes here again, a lot of people are actually doing some of the things that are necessary to fix your back, but because they don't have the clarity and the specific guidance. They might do a little sprinkle there, sprinkle here, neglect it all the way there. But again, exercise selection is critical and intention is critical.
So that means specifically creating a routine that's good for your back, not, not, not a, a good extra routine that's good for a back workout or what your personal goals are. You might have to put your goals down a little bit <clears throat> in order to fix your back. But I promise you the information from this episode, if you're able to retain it, will permanently fix your back. This isn't a temporary solution. I'm giving you the permanent solution here. And I'm going to try and finish this episode in 13 minutes. because I'm not going into a part two on this. So Okay. Um, back pain is very, very common again. And, um, and, and again, it comes from a lack of quality movements. Also deadlifting and squatting and being able to control your spine through a range of motion properly and keeping your breathing and your core correct will help with herniated discs and bulge discs too. So the, the, the recipe to fix both are, are, kind of the same, but not necessarily the same. Because if I have back spasms, squatting, uh, no, deadlifting and squatting might not necessarily help in the short term. Um, even though squatting through my toes does help me alleviate my back. So like, let's say you have a back spasm and you're trying to reach down on the ground to pick something up. You have to pick it up and you have to do it from your toes. Right. If your back hurts on all of your, when you're walking, walk on your toes. If your hip hurts, walk on your toes. Um, but I'm going to go through a list of some exercises that I do with clients. And I'm going to tell you if they're good or not good for your back right now. Right. So, um, so in general, push ups, push ups are good for your back. They're good for relieving back spasms if you do them correctly. So that means instead of doing shitty push-ups like most people do, I'd rather you do less push-ups that are more quality than, than doing shitty push-ups. And then going nice and deep, lifting up correctly, um, good core stability. So why would a push-up be good for your back? Because if you have good form, you're forcing your transverse abdominis to activate so much that it helps stabilize your, your back, right? So um, when you have a back spasm, what helps alleviate the back spasm in the short term is activating the muscles that help stabilize it. So if you're functional while having a back spasm, you can do stuff to activate the transverse abdominis, lower glutes, inner, inner, inner quads, right? So doing a push-up would help because you're so focused on it being perfectly up and down. So you're not going up in a worm, right? You're, you're pushing, you're going down, then you're going to breathe out hard on the way up, right? And then you're going to breathe in on the way down, breathe out on the way up, focus on squeezing your core or or at the top, you can breathe in and breathe out, hold your core tight through that range of motion. You should feel like even though you're doing push-ups, you're so focused on keeping your core tight and straight doing the entire exercise. Okay. Um, I, another thing that would be good for working out your, your, to help stabilize your back would be to do um, let's see, you're going to do this, this, this exercise here. 
One second. So I have a whole thing here. So, okay. So doing a static leg press. So, um, so getting on a leg press and just doing a static leg press, that means you're not going through a range of motion. You're just, your, your, your legs are straight, right? They're not locked out. They're not too bent. They're, they're slightly bent. The feet are turned out. So your toes are externally rotated a little bit and your feet are slightly wider than shoulders width, right? Just holding the weight in the leg press will be great for activating your vastus medialis, your inner quad. While the whole part of your quad is working when you're doing this, your inner quad is working harder in order to stabilize your knee, which will help chain up to your back. So um, doing proper push-ups, great for stabilizing your back. Um, doing a static hold leg press, great for stabilizing your back. Another exercise that is excellent for your back is, is doing a narrow stance tippy-toe squat. So pressing through your toes with intention helps so much. So if you've never done these before, this helps a lot. In the short term, it just feels weird. But in the long term, when you practice this, this is going to help. So you literally put your feet together. You're going to lift your heels off of the ground. And you're going to squat to the ground. And you're going to encourage letting your knees go over your toes. You're gonna go and you're gonna and you're gonna breathe in and breathe out the top. So you're gonna you're gonna so start over. So you're standing up tall, you're gonna breathe in, you're gonna breathe out, you're gonna tighten your core at the very beginning. You're then gonna squat down on your toes with your feet together, let your knees go over your, your toes, and you're gonna stand up. And you can go slow, you can go fast, but this intention of pressing through your toes is going to activate your. Uh, well, and the narrow stance too is going to activate your inner quads, your lower butt, and it's going to help alleviate tension in your back because squatting on your toes allows you to move more freely regardless, right? And this helps a lot. This helps a lot. So doing, doing those exercises right there. Another thing that's going to be helpful for back spasms, is just learning how to do deadlifting correctly, but also helping with your bulge disc and your herniated disc is going to help too here. So being able to create stimulation up and down your spine so that the muscles are tighter wrapped around your spine so that your quality of movements are better through your spine. Remember, I've mentioned this in your episode, in my episode before that there's a recipe for pain to get her in your spine and it's movement times, uh, velocity. So that's weight times movement, lots of weight with bad movement. It's going to hurt your back. So start with body weight stuff, right? Start with RDLs, which is a more hamstring focused, or you could even do regular deadlifts with like a very, very light bar. I'm not going to go into detail about technique on deadlifts as I've talked about this in the past, but Deadlifting will help your um, your back spasm and your herniated or bulge disc by learning how to move correctly from the spine. So that creates stimulation, helping to drive uh, blood to these areas, more blood to the areas that we're working. It, it, it is more a dump of nutrition into the area, which causes you to function better.
Okay. Um, doing your leg extensions on the leg extension machine with your feet turned out as well. And you can do this for reps or for ISO. So, so if you're on the leg extension machine, instead of your feet just being straight, have them turned out, have them turned out from the hip. It's like you're kicking a soccer ball. And then you're going to do this for reps or you're going to do this for isometric. But you're going to focus on your breathing. You're going to make sure your breathing is critical. Crit your breathing is critical on every single exercise. Okay. So leg extensions is a common move that people do, but by simply adjusting your legs to a different angle can make all of the difference. Okay. It'll allow more muscle tear or, uh, or isolation in one area, which will help build muscle in that part of the leg which will then chain up to helping relieve your back. Another great exercise is doing glute bridges on your tippy toes. So a lot of people do glute bridges or hip thrusts on their flat feet or through their heels as they should, but mixing it up on your toes is critical. So let's say you do glute bridges and hip thrusts and you've never done these on your toes. You've never done these on your toes. Um, I mean, there's a chance that you, you have back pain. You've, you've, there's a chance of we, you and I sit down and have a conversation. Um, you, you have back pain. So being able to do glute bridges and hip thrusts on your toes at body weight and lightweight levels is critical for leaving your back. But, but same thing as squatting, if you put your feet together, this will really, really target the lower glute maximus. And that is what we need. Okay. So Glute bridges and hip thrusts with our feet um, together on a toe strike is um, is critical is critical for alleviating um, back pains. Okay, um, another great exercise is doing donkey kicks or kickbacks or quadruped kickbacks, whatever you like to call them. But doing them specifically like this, so. In general, doing kickbacks, I tell my clients that they have to do this. Um, there's a bunch of different directions. But, but with this, you want to keep your leg really bent, really bent, and then kicking upward. So like, let's say your head is facing one way, obviously. You're trying to kick the wall in front of you, right? So doing this move in a specific way helps target your lower glute maximus better than others, okay? Last thing planks. Doing planks is one of the king exercises. Helps work your deep transverse abdominus muscle um, and adding weight to it in the long term um, by putting weight on your back can not only help your, your back and strengthen, strengthen your core, but also can help your push-up game. I could literally go into more exercises that help your back not necessarily works out your back. So to help your back, you might have to do things that aren't involved with your back, right? So, um, so I'm running out of time, unfortunately. I hope this episode helps. Um, and again, if you really take what I told you today seriously, these will be permanent fixtures to alleviate back pain. Hope this helps. And I'll catch y'all at the next episode.